Hello, welcome to Easy Crypto with Nimic. Nimic makes crypto easy to use for everybody, and we have this series to explain more about it. I am your host, Richie, and this time we are going to be speaking about all the human characteristics that a cryptocurrency uh, needs, that we have identified, that it needs to, to be successfully accepted for everybody, and how it translates into the Nimic ethos and the Nimic apps and the things that we are doing as a project. Uh, and to speak about that, we have here Max, the official ambassador of the project, and also Ilion, who takes care of operations of the team, and also the legal aspect and some portion of the charity component of itself. Um, so, Max, uh, who do you think Nimic is made for? Is this like a wide audience um, thing? Uh, it gives it like some interesting components because it's for all humanity, right? For everybody. Yes, kind of. So we've built Nimic in mind with, yeah, everybody, every human being on the um, on the planet who has a device that can access the internet should be able to easily access the crypto space and use cryptocurrency as a means of payment. This is what we what we envision. This is what we started with. And we are building easy solutions that enable people without a certain technical background or even knowledge about payment systems to interact with true crypto cryptocurrency as easy as like with their own online banking or, or other payment apps that they're uh, used to. And we want to show that true crypto is really accessible and easy to use. And it can also be fun and, and have several good other aspects that um, people can value. Yeah, and in terms of like true crypto, um, we've spoken about like what is the true crypto way, the non-custodial, and also um, the importance of not having an intermediary and, and doing things for the, the right reasons, right? Uh, that is something that we really believe um, in, in NIMIC. So, um, Ilion, uh, from the charity aspect, why do you think it's important to have charity embedded into NIMIC? as a project well uh, maybe i'll back it up a little bit i think um the whole reason when we started nimic or, or came up with the idea of a the lowest barrier to entry crypto right um as you just said that we want everybody to be able to participate that just has a device in their hand so that also means you don't need an app store you don't need to install anything right a browser gives you direct access to Nimic, uh, its wallet and its currency, and you're a direct participant in this network. We said, basically, if we if we create that, if we're in a position to um, build uh, this new currency that's so easy to access, part of building a currency should be that there's a charity component built into it. So if you, if you build money, why not also build into it um, giving back? And the idea there, uh, we found out later that this is actually something quite common now in the business world or starting to become popular and, and for good reasons. It's this 1% pledge. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that, you know, yep. the, the one where in the US, I think the US is driving that effort where businesses that are socially, ecologically conscious say, you know, 1% of our sales actually go to uh, a, a charity cause that I think in some cases the, the user can select upon checking out, um, like the project Kind Humans that we actually partnered with. Um, and we basically, with, before we even knew this, because obviously this is like five years old, the idea now, we set aside 2% of the total amount of, uh, a total final amount of, of, of NIM supply and said we're put, setting that aside immutably, Genesis block, 
including a um, a vesting schedule so that this this uh, this NIM amount would not be just accessible right away, but uh, spread out over ten years, with the whole idea also that we, you know, as the project wants to first generate value and have NIM develop and become bigger, so that then the impact of those NIM that the charity holds can be can be bigger. Um, so what we did set uh, in stone was that the mission of this is, you know, we want to do with that something of high social and ecological ecological impact. And so I think that's what what's really unique to to this currency and Nimic as a project that we we built this into the currency. That's super cool. And um, we um, it, it's interesting how we uh, envisioned this from the very beginning, and you can see that in the blockchain itself. And there are other things from the blockchain that we identified that are maybe necessary as a payment uh, system. Uh, we, For example, we believe uh, Bitcoin is amazing. We are standing shoulder of giants here with Bitcoin. It's the first one adopted um, in a lot of places around the world. But we also identified there's other things that are important. Uh, Max, would you care to maybe comment a little bit about that? Yes, uh, of course. You know, we are on a mission <clears throat> to bringing true decentralized cryptocurrency to every human being on the planet, kind of. So our our slogan, what we do is, we are creating crypto for humans. That has two aspects, the crypto aspect and the human aspect. So when it comes to cryptocurrency, and you just mentioned um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin as the original, as the first cryptocurrency follows a certain philosophy. And those can be uh, like uh, summarized as the, the fundamental pillars of crypto, which is crypto is neutral, open, borderless, decentralized, and censorship resistant. That are the true fundamentals of a digital decentralized currency that is as, as it should be. You know, that is the true crypto way of doing things and handling payments. But on the other hand, we can't forget that there is not only this technical side, but there's also this fundamental human side to it. And there are like um, intrinsic needs or things that people want to see covered. So that means it needs to be easy to use. Just just make it easy for people to access, be part of it and, and use it. It needs to be fast because no one wants to wait um, uh, very long. It needs to be practical. Um, so I can actually use it as a mean, means of payment in my everyday in my everyday life. So I have this really low entry barrier entry um, barrier of entry, so that people actually are incentivized to use it for their everyday payments when they go out and buy bread or go to the supermarket. And on top of that, we are fully aware that um, eco-friendliness and sustainability is a very important part. And that is why we're um, <clears throat> developing NIMIC 2.0, our proof of um, stake consensus algorithm. So that means that we are living up to this the eco-friendly aspect of what you know it's in our in our nature that we want the planet to be sustainable so it's like still here for future generations and that means remaining on proof of work and spending a lot of energy is just nothing that is the right thing what we should do so that is something that we are also achieving with NIMIC 2.0 and last but not least um, we believe that humans also want to do good so if I have two choices and there's one choice which is focused on making money and, and, and profits and there is like this other um, project that actually has um, 
like this DNA of doing something valuable, giving back to the society and doing something good. And while using it, you can be part of this movement. And I'm really extremely happy that this actually became part of the movement. So people who are following us, our community is embracing this idea of being charitable, doing something good and being able in the future to contribute to a positive um, uh, societal development and and um, supporting like projects like Team Trees or Team Cs, what we recently did. And we believe for us as a project, this is a good thing to do. This is a desirable thing to do. And it's uh, it's a noble thing to do. And that's why we're all happy um, that we yeah pursue this path. May I chime in also? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like how you how you put that. And I also want to give a very other simple example. If you had uh, two currencies um, that you are accepted in a store, let's say two cryptocurrencies, and you know, you don't really care which 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 what the technicalities of each are. You you let's say you're open to using either one of them, but you know that by using one of them, um, you're actually also doing good or enabling charity or enabling value value for a charitable cause i think um with the mindset of the younger and newer generations that's that's the right thing to pursue right so if you have that choice i'm gonna go with the, the currency that actually also does has positive impact beyond that and i just want to say one more thing you said the 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 human thing there was also the cheap transactions I think that was of course. maybe that, yeah. that's also another one um, that's really important. It has to do with scalability. Um, and so I also don't want to take away from, we're talking about a lot about proof of work being, uh, you know, so electricity hogging. I think the discussion there, we shouldn't judge that overly. I think there's a discussion to be made also that, that um, this could what Bitcoin, for example, does is also incurring a lot of uh, innovation around True. Uh, ele electricity, renewable energy, and so on. So the, there's also a positive aspect to that that you can you could um, argue about. But I think what we're basically saying there's Bitcoin. Bitcoin has its place. Bitcoin won't be replaced uh, for sure, not overnight. Um, it's extremely secure. Um, it's 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 it, it has this established store of value role, and I think what we're doing is just uh, going an alternative route that um, is the more modern approach to this um, in a in a complementary fashion. That's, Absolutely, that's, that's what we're trying trying to do. Yeah. And one additional benefit of the proof of stake, uh, regardless, is also that people who want to participate in our network and stake their their coins and help to secure the network can still receive a benefit from it and receive some sort of passive income and that is also you know giving giving back to people who help us support the project they can also earn rewards by while being part of it and that is of course something that is much harder if you're in a proof of work environment because not you basically no need don't need any technical knowledge to be able to stake your nim um to right with uh, uh with us but you do um require technical knowledge in order to to mine and that excludes people and that is not like the open payment ecosystem and the the borderlessness and and easy access that um yeah that we w I, wish I think for there there's arguments on both sides absolutely what i'm basically saying let's not judge either of the approaches no. to the point where one is valid and the other is not. No, um, I didn't want to do that. There seems to be enough room to, to, to say both are valid pursuing. 
Um, and and I think um, in the spirit of what we're uh, we set out to do, moving from proof of work to proof of stake is is something that fits with our. With That's our what I wanted to say exactly. Attempt to to go this uh, direction that we feel is the right one. Yeah, and it's important also because it uh, you keep the other fundamentals that we spoke about, like for example the neutrality. Um, I don't know even if you want to share a little bit more on like why neutrality and borderless payments is important, like not providing your personal information, uh, for example, has this also level of censorship resistant. Uh, you cannot be censored um, if they don't know your ID at all, right? Uh, it's pseudonymous in a way. So some thoughts on that. Uh, okay, but that goes more to the general concept of a, a proper cryptocurrency, right? The, the fact that your private key determines um, the control of your assets on on the chain or in this decentralized public ledger. Um, this is a concept that's extremely important, of course. It's also a concept around which we can, I think, innovate a lot. We have a lot of room there to to um, improve on the ease of use of exactly that aspect. You know, with with control uh, comes responsibility. You know, we all say, okay, we don't want um, the traditional financial system to con to control. Uh, the money, well, somebody has to control it, right? I and mean, if, if, if it's your money on your account, uh, then you also need to secure it if you don't want anybody else to secure it for, for you. And that's the concept of the private key. And it's very interesting that we're at this cross-section of wanting to make things extremely easy to use, yet we do not want to compromise on the, on the fundamentals underneath and not just create, you know, a centralized hosted wallet, which, uh, you know, if you use your, lose your password, you just email, right? So that, that, that doesn't work that way. So we're, we've so far with the wallet we've developed and, and the approaches we've taken, tried to make it as easy and intuitive as possible, used tricks such as reminding you in a second and third step to secure this private key instead of throwing at you right at the first moment where you haven't even done anything, right? So basically security, scale security or safety based on your interaction with the wallet and maybe also even how much you have in it. Um, there's those kind of things, but then there's also research into uh, multi-signature, use of multi-sig as well as um, social recovery, um, which we haven't, you know, haven't produced any results yet, but things that we know are could provide very meaningful solutions to keep things very easy without compromising these fundamentals, which give you a chance to, to um, not feel or worry so much when you interact with your wallet, knowing, oh my God, I'm, I'm the only one who, you know, what happens if I lose it? What happens if somebody, you know, um, forces me to give up my private key? You know, how can I, how can I mitigate all that? And I think providing this peace of mind to the to the beginning user as well as the intermediates to just make it really easy, worry-free is really something that, that Nimic is trying to achieve and speci specifically with with Nim as our, our our currency and coin since we um, you know control the technology underneath or we're evolving the technology underneath as 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 we um, for example provide upgrades 2.0 and so on and so forth we can do it such that 
the experiences we want to offer the user on on top could be optimized based on the technology that we have underneath because we have um we're developing it right so it, it gives us the tools to really do novel stuff um I mean, at least that's our hope and that's what we're doing and that's why things sometimes just take a lot more time than in the uh quick the and dirty the, approaches the shortcuts that yeah. max knows very centralized, well centralized what did we call it the the, the evil temptation the of evil centralized shortcuts of centralized shortcuts is a really good representation of what uh we're trying to space, avoid this space kind of does and it actually what well, a lot happens in the crypto space right one of the so whereas we have this temptation the evil temptation of the centralized shortcut it makes it very easy for the for the users to interact with crypto the problem is that the user at that moment in time when he's offered these centralized shortcuts m likely is not even aware Yeah. what's happening underneath and what he's giving up underneath and what we notice um and it's really tough i guess for us as a project that's trying to you know at the same time not compromise on on these elements is that the user at least in the current state of of the world except except the people that are really educated in the crypto space they still don't care so much about the details But the problem is that those details are the whole reasons of existence of crypto. But I think that's also education. Like they don't care because they're not even aware that there is a fundamental difference between you actually owning your your money or somebody else. You like it looks. You open up your bank account and you see there's my money. But the thing is, you're not owning it. So if you want to transfer, yeah, like exchange let's say. Or, or No, your traditional bank, your traditional yeah. bank account too, kind of, you know, like you see the number there, but you you can't transfer it as you like. If you want to transfer, let's say you buy a car and you want to transfer a larger amount, you have to call your bank first and get like raise your your limits that you can actually send this money. So people take care of that, but they're also, yeah, they're kind of censoring um, your freedom of of what you're able to do with your with your money. And crypto gives you this financial like this freedom of handling handling your finances as not you like automatically no not not not, not automatically you said crypto gives me that freedom. well, well if it's if it's done right if it's self custodial absolutely so and in so in our case nimic gives you this uh, this opportunity of really owning your own money and most people who are new to the crypto space are not even as aware of the fact that you can actually own it like not only Or like should. Or should own yeah, should, should yeah that this is the right thing to do like actually own your money and of course as you said with ownership and freedom also comes responsibility and that is an educational topic but every people or a lot of people that I talk to if I really explain them what it's about and that they're not that there is always or mostly another entity that tells you what you're allowed to do with your money or not and then they see like experience this freedom or they understand it. That is, in, in, in fact, when that is like that enlightening moment when, when people really start to understand the beauty of a truly decentralized digital, yeah. digital currency. I had with my, own, with my own parents, there was something they wanted to make some kind of wire transfer and there was some kind of problem. And my mom had to call the bank three times because they, they just didn't send out the transfer. And that was like the moment when I said, 
This can't happen if you would have paid with NIM because there is no intermediary that causes problems or doesn't let you do anything. But that was kind of the second I saw it in her face when she understood. Ah, okay, now I get it. Now I get what this is all about. And I think it needs more such enlightening moments for, for a broader audience in order to really understand why cryptocurrency in its true fundamental state is an incredibly cool thing. Yeah, it needs two things. It needs the the education to understand this responsibility shift. And at the same time, it needs the innovation, the novel approaches to make that responsibility handled with ease and yeah. peace of mind. And I think that's True. still one of the big challenges in the space and one of the big opportunities. And in general, you know, 99% of the population has not ever interacted with crypto properly. So the, the opportunity still is still massive. Right to to um, to educate and do it the right way, and just one more example to why I feel like the time is now more than ever of people realizing this because it's it's in the news, right? In Canada, when they had this this protests, I think with truckers blocking the city for not you know I think it was COVID related um, or vaccine mandate related, and so the government said we're freezing the accounts of the people that donated to this. Uh, you know, protest. And now, arguably, that's a very good example. People realized, oh, okay, that's how easy I can lose access to my money. Mm -hmm. uh, and interestingly, it did not affect only fiat money, but also crypto that was donated. Crypto that was donated either from an exchange, uh, well, not either, it was the crypto that was donated from an exchange, the government said, you need to freeze the accounts of the people that donated on the exchange and the exchange can actually freeze your crypto because it's not you controlling yeah, it's a centralized it's service so it's, it's the, essentially very similar to just a bank holding the money for you so you know crypto is not automatically doesn't automatically mean self-custody mm -hmm. and i think that's a really important educational thing that is part of what i think nimic's effort also goes towards for sure very yeah. interesting is definitely something that we are uh, aspiring to do to bring more light to the space of crypto and for more enlightenment moments um, thanks a lot for joining me max and Ilion. thank uh, you let's hope um, we talk soon again and there are even more people going and doing crypto the right way okay so bye thanks a lot thank you thank you